Yo, 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 yo. What up, what up, what up? Hello. Hello. Turn that fan off. Oh. So, what go on? All right. Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, cool. So, how do we intro this one? In the usual way. Okay. Are you going to bark all day? Strange little man. These guys were at it. Don't fail me again. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises, and film nonsense. This week is a pick and mix episode in which we're going to have a look and see at the films of 2023. And we'll discuss a few trailers that have been released and what our top five most anticipated films of the year are. I could, <laughs> I could tell how pleased you are because I heard the smile in your voice when you said 2023. Well, I was really pleased with a cultural review of 2022. The rhyme, not the content of the episode. So I was trying to find something that works <laughs> for 2023. You have heard the edited thing where I basically edit all your stuff out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't heard the edited thing yet because I need to get on that for tomorrow. But yeah. No, this is this is uh, this is a look ahead or look to the present because some of these are coming out really quite soon. They are, and it might be that we were planning to talk about this at the end of the twenty twenty two episode, but we'd gone on too long. That well, I think it was two hours we spoke, wasn't it? About yeah. that, like, so. Well, I suppose I, once once you cut out all your sort of really harsh um, early James Gunn style funny jokes, then it is a much shorter episode. Yeah, so yes. Looking forward to 2023. A lot of films coming out this coming year. Like a lot of like really interesting looking ones. Half of which obviously have no trailers or posters yet. But it's worth just saying where we are. That's why we've gone for a top five. Because I think there are certainly interesting ones. But I th- I think I think we're just going to have to focus on the big hitters yep. for now. And obviously they have their release dates years in advance. Usually, so so yes, Rob. Why didn't you go first with your with your five? Because I thought we would do the back and forth thing, but then we may have some crossover, and I want to see what you say about the films before I say a thing. Okay. So, um, well, should I do honourable mentions or just the five? Yeah. Well, yeah, honourable mentions is good too. Okay. I'll tell you. What, I'll do the five. Then you can do your five. Then we'll talk about other ones. Okay. Cool. Okay. So at five, I've got. Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, or Indiana Jones 4, um, which I'm kind of intrigued by. The trailer was released, and I was just watching it again before we started recording, and it, it looks interesting. My hopes are kind of, I don't know, middling. Because, I mean, That's they've made... the highest they can go now, isn't it? Why? What, for Indiana Jones as a franchise? I think so. I mean, the last one was a, was a letdown. Yeah, well, it's just because I mean, Indiana Jones is not mine. I'm I'm a big Indiana Jones fan, but yeah. I just I'm I'm way too cautious about this one. I I I think there are some things in it that look promising. Well, it's got James Mangold as the director. Yeah, Jimmy Mangold is is uh, is directing, so that's that's a good thing. It's got a good cast. 
the sort of de-aging of Harrison Ford. You got the sort of flashback to the indie that we know and love. That looks very impressive. And we know it's a franchise that doesn't really like using CGI. <laughs> yeah. I think we're far enough removed from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to have learned some of the lessons from it. It hasn't but, had a reappraisal yet in the way that the Star Wars prequels have. Um, which which might had, which might sort of indicate just how bad it is. Yeah, I don't know though because I would I would watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull over Attack of the Clones any day of the week. If someone said, "Look, you have to watch a shit movie," hmm. but it's between these two. I mean, it's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. All day, every day, over Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones makes me angry and makes me feel like I don't like films anymore. Whereas whereas King of the Crystal Skull is just... There are bits in it that I like. Yeah, I think... I think once it, it's, it's the same with all these things, dude. Once it becomes like a meme, once it becomes like ironic and then trans- transitions into kind of like whatever, people have a hard time differentiating between nostalgia and actual quality of stuff we've said this before like yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, you know you and i both have blind spots around it as well yeah exactly but but that's the thing it, i think you have to be aware of the larger conversation and if you grew up with kingdom of the crystal skull and you liked it because it had you know it spoke more to you it had more modern sensibilities it had you know Killer ants. more exciting actually it had i actually quite like the ants but you know, it it had it had all those things, and and that was your that was your favorite. Then, body for you, but you gotta you gotta realize that that's not where the conversation normally goes around Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It it doesn't make it a good film. It just means that you like it, and and that's something that a lot of people do struggle with. So, I don't know. I don't think it will get a reappraisal. Maybe, no. but uh, but it, unlikely. I think it would have happened by now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But yeah, uh, Dial of Destiny, which I'm not sure is a great title, but no, I'm cautiously optimistic. What's what's making you optimistic? Mainly the director. And yeah, I, I don't know. The the trailer had the John Williams music, which kind of, you know. Well, that's a, that's a cheat code, isn't it? I know. It, that's, that's the thing with, with John Williams and, and a, a, amazing themes like that. You hear that and you just go, oh, Oh yeah, I'm down for it. And he's like, "No, I shouldn't be. Don't be lulled in." But you are, and that's it. It's just, and they know that. But it it does look more set in the real world as well, like more real world locations and things like that. More kind of, it, it could be a bit more grounded than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Not that not that the other Indiana well, Jones yeah, movies were grounded. grounded, but but it's weird how they had all the supernatural stuff in it and that was fine, but aliens is kind of too far. And I do agree. I think aliens maybe shouldn't have been with the whole Indiana Jones thing. I don't, I think, I think maybe it's a step too far, but then who knows? It's, it's up for debate. It's, it's, you know, I mean, it's Indiana Jones. It's fantastical anyway. So, you know, and I've always liked it. At least it made sense that the sort of the Nazis, and and were looking for occult stuff because mm. they did have an interest in that. And there there's an entire genre spun off from what if Hitler got his hands on something supernatural? Or Captain America. <laughs> so it was yeah, exactly. I mean you got the Wolfenstein games, you got Hellboy. Yeah. All sorts. Yeah. So yeah, it 
I I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it, and I'm I'm but I'm I would say my enthusiasm is 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 a little lower than yours. I'm cautious, but I'm I'm ready to love again, Rob. I want it to be good, and and yeah, James Mangold. I mean, he's a talented director. Uh, so, fingers crossed with this one. So at number four, I've got June two. Yes. Which I, I didn't really expect anything from the first June film when I saw it, but it was amazing, and I'm really looking forward to the second one, which is end of the year, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty. See, I that was on my list, but I can I can sort of bump it because it's kind of like I kind of know what to expect from that one now. The first one, the first one was the hard sell hmm. because I'd said before that Dune didn't make any real sense to me. I'd, I'd seen I'd seen the the previous film and and it just it seemed impenetrable sci-fi to me, but Denny Villeneuve made it work. And, and the uh, uh, score by Hans Zimmer as well. Well, it's a dope score. It has to be said. I mean, and instantly recognizable as well. Like that, you couldn't you couldn't mistake that for any other film soundtrack, could you? No, I don't think so. You know, so so it's you know, it sounds like a, a, an army of dying bagpipes in the best possible way. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and I I think the first part, the tough sell, is is over now. But from what I understand of the story and things, it's going to go some weird, cool places. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they do it in the in the movie. It is only going to be two parts, isn't it? It's not like a trilogy. Well, there are other books. Because um, yeah, there's loads of books. Spin-offs and shit. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I think yeah. But and there's they're apparently working on like a a Dune kind of universe type thing where they have yes. the TV show yeah. and yeah, yeah. things as well. So I don't. Yeah, it doesn't st- stop at the movies. But we'll see. We'll see. I think yes, this is the only confirmed part for now. Um, but there may be more. And I'm down for it. At number three, I have Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three. Yep. 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 I mean, it's kind of like Dune 2, isn't it? And the fact just like, just don't drop the ball. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, set in space as well. But like, just don't drop the ball. Do what came before. But, you know, more of that. And and it's going to be, uh, you know, James Gunn's last film with Marvel for the foreseeable. Mm. And it'd be nice to see. And I think it'll be the end for some of the characters as well. Well, I mean, I found it weird that Batista had a had a whole thing on BBC where he's just like he was relieved that the whole Marvel thing was over. And I get it; I understand how you can be typecast and everything, hmm. but it seems weird that that's a news story, and that's like a like a kind of thing. It's just like, yeah, I can I can understand how someone like Dave Batista would want to do different things. Well, he says he wants uh, to do serious roles and not just play kind of the, uh, the uh, I guess. The, the the thug or the lovable thug. Yeah, well, that's the thing. At least on paper, the first Guardians, Drax screams like WWE wrestler, yeah, professional wrestler. Whereas, whereas now, you know, you you'd be like, you know, that sort of character. You need someone with the, the sort of comedic timing and things as well. And and he is particularly brilliant. Yeah, I think it definitely looks like it's it's promising to be an emotional one. Kind of and and already like my heart aches a little bit where you see baby rocket and uh like, and rocket with to... with the otter as well yeah lila i think is is his otter girlfriend okay but yeah i, th- I think we're we're delving into how rocket came to be and i mean we know 
but like we actually see it and everything and uh yeah him sort of shrinking away from the sort of giant hand that's coming to the crate that, that hmm. oh no yeah it's going to get you in the uh, in the emotions yeah yeah i mean i mean they all have that's that's something that james gunn does very very well is he takes things that are like throwaway jokes sometimes and makes them hit like an emotional freight train hmm. um and and yeah he 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 does have a good sense for that sort of thing and uh i mean my example for that is definitely the whole star lord thing oh like, yes when you find out why he's called that yeah yes and yeah, why yeah, he's yeah. like insisting on being called star lord and and you know finally you get some recognition and you find out why hmm. that hits hard in the best way possible and then volume two was super emotional yeah yeah so so it could be three yeah. for three yeah, I think I think we're gonna cry ugly tears, hmm. but you know, it, fingers crossed we do. Yeah, because it look it looks awesome otherwise. So yes, I'm I'm super down for it. And uh, number two, I don't think you've got this one in your list. Um, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. No, not at all. No? I hated the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, do we need to say anything more? Well, it looks, you know, the first one was brilliant and one of the best uh, Spider-Man slash superhero films that, you know, in um, in cartoon or live action. And this looks to be upping the ante with lots of different spider people, spiders, men, men spiders. Yeah, I like, I like the fact that they've sort of moved into the sort of multiple spider people sort of realm. Now, like with, with a lot of things, I mean, the first the first one, you know, had that whole that whole idea of multiple spider people. But this one is taking that to the nth degree. Yeah. And it seems like they're just pulling Spider-Man from all sorts of things. So they've got the, the Sony PlayStation Spider-Man in the in the poster with the white spider. They already yeah, had the yeah. suit in the first one. They've got Spectacular Spider-Man from what, the cartoon what, series. Okay, what is Spectacular Spider-Man? Because everyone's very excited about that, but I don't know. It was just a, it was a, just a, a, an animated series. Okay, that was was decent, but it, it was like you know, I mean, they, they've done a, they've done a couple of the Spider-Man cartoons. It's on Disney Plus. Okay, and it has a kick-ass theme song. It goes Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man. It's good. Um, Spider-Punk is in it. Yes, Daniel Kaluuya. Hmm. I think, yeah, it looks cool because he's cool in the game. Do you think Spidey and his Spidey friends are going to be in it? I wouldn't put it past them. I think they are really, really going for all sorts. Apparently, Spider Man is going to be in there as well. The Japanese Spider Man. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Japanese Spider Man intro. No. Oh, I'll send it to you after this. Well, it's it's originally thought that he that that TV series that happened in the 70s was actually kind of the inspiration for Super Sentai, which was then the inspiration for Power Rangers. Okay. He has a mech that he calls in. You know, classic hmm. Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually have a Funko Pop of him. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll have to go through your Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah. Have a picture of them, all your Spider-Man. Mm. Well, I do, I do have a budding Spider-Verse. Hmm. The thing I'm interested in about this one across the Spider-Verse is Spidey 2099 being a bad guy. I'm intrigued by that. So it would appear. The antagonist. 
it, it, yes, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll come around because he, Miguel O'Hara is kind of an asshole in the comics, mm. at least initially. So I could see that, but that's that's cool. I'm and because there's a third part coming out next year, is it? Beyond yes. the Spider Verse. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think they even had, and you know, it's a you know it's a deep cut Spider Man thing when you've got the bombastic bag man. Yes, I saw him in the trailer. Yes. I've also got a pop of him. <laughs> <laughs> there is a time where, where the Spidey was without his suit. I think it was after the Secret Wars thing, actually, where the symbiote suit had uh, had abandoned him. And he goes to the Baxter building and Johnny Storm gives him a spare Fantastic Four suit and he wears a paper bag on his head. And I believe he has a kick me sign on his back as well because Johnny Storm, uh, Johnny Storm, he's a joker. The joker's um, in it. Yeah, the Joker's in it. I knew you were going to say that. As soon as I said the word Joker, I could have said, like, you know, he's a prankster or whatever. But, yeah, I I, I was trying to avoid Joker. But we're here now. This is where we are in this conversational cul-de-sac. Thank you very much. And then my number one is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah. We should have thought this through because we share a lot of the... That doesn't surprise (laughs) me. No, no. And it, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you should know if you're a regular listener that your boys dig themselves from Mission Impossible. We do. and um, From the named so, ones onwards, really. Yeah. And this yeah, one has yeah, a name yeah. and a number. It's sort of like Fast and Furious rules. You know, it's, it's kind of like it gets good after it. It gets really good after a certain point. Mm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it looks awesome. I... Uh, the tra- the trailer looks fantastic. The the sort of the stunts they've posted, Tom Cruise filming, like him chatting to camera and then just jumping off a plane twice. Yeah, he's a crazy man. He is. He's a crazy man, and um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm I can't wait. I'm really really. I think that is probably my my most anticipated. I think I put that at the top because I again with the sort of the top five things, I tend to not order them i just put them they're all equally good yeah um but uh but yeah yeah looking forward to that very much cool that's a good list so what have you got as your five then uh well mission impossible across the spider verse guardians of galaxy volume three um and june part two okay the only one that i have that you don't is uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Ah, okay. Uh, because I think I've said before, I love the first Shazam. They, they, it, it looks, it looks fun. I like the idea of, of um, Billy Batson having sort of imposter syndrome now and Helen Mirren being the sort of bad guy. I'm down for it. Shazam was such a kind of like a breath of fresh air when it came to DC stuff in general, just the quality was better. It felt, it actually felt like the sort of Raimi Spider-Man movies in the way that it had the sort of heart, but clearly done by a, a director who has a background in horror. So, yes. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's, uh, have you seen Shazam? No, I haven't. No, it's not what I've got around to. I've, I've seen the trailer for this one. It looks pretty decent. Hmm. Well, it's funny for one, and Mark Strong is an excellent bad guy. Um, yes, but but there's there's one sequence again. Maybe it's just because it's in a boardroom, so it reminds me of Spider Man. But there's there's one sequence that happens in a boardroom in uh, the first Shazam, 
which is genuinely pretty horrific. I mean, you know, PG-13 style aside of horrific, but still horrific nonetheless. And, you know, so it had a bit of extra bite to it, it had a bit of extra kind of something to it. And it was genuinely funny. And it it it, it had, as I said, it had heart. The, the, the sort of foster family at the at the center of it all makes perfect sense. And they're written like actual characters rather than just like movable pieces on a, on a storyboard, you know, kind of, oh, and then they go back home and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it has just a, a great message to it. Zachary Levi is brilliant in it. He's funny. He's, he's it's, it's just, it's a damn good movie. And I just really, really hope that DC's record for um, sequels isn't great. And I just really, really hope that Shazam kind of manages to not fall down the same holes that the uh, other DC franchises have. I mean, it's different, you know, new people in charge and everything, but this is definitely, this is still made under the old guard. So we'll see. But uh, fingers crossed for it. But I'm not like 100% confident about it. I'm, I'm still a little cautious. There's Apart from things like Dune Part 2 and Mission Impossible, like where it's a proven track record, most of them I'm sort of, my guard is up a little bit because I've, I've been it. hurt before. No, 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 no. That's that's another one as well because, but then, then it, maybe it's a different kettle of fish in the fact that that I had no expectations for Into the Spider Verse, huh. and so now my expectations are massively raised for the sequel, which may not be fair on the sequel itself or the sequels, you know. So. I mean, I think it's I think it's going to be a a proper sort of evolution of the whole thing, but it's just like I'm I'm sort of like it, it, the 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 anticipation is there yeah. for that one, and 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 but there's further to fall if I'm disappointed, you know. Whereas if Into the Spider Verse was shite, I'd go, oh well, that's a shame. But you know, Sony fuck up a Spider Man related film, you know, par for the course at this point. Hmm. I think we're all looking forward to Craven the Hunter this year. Oh yes, yeah, that's happening still. I'm looking forward to the uh, May uh, prequel. It doesn't seem so ridiculous, does it? No. Especially, I think Donald Glover is doing a Spider-Man race thing. He is based on a, a very, very obscure uh, villain called Hypno Hustler. God knows what's going on with that. I hope that's just a cover story for something else. But if they're making, if they're making a film with Bad Bunny about a Mexican wrestler that appeared in like three issues, all bets are off. So the Aunt May thing doesn't seem so ridiculous. And that scares me a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, it really. And, and and you haven't seen, you still haven't seen Morbius, have you? Because that, that's... No, no. That, that's the thing. I would have put Morbius at the top of my films of the year list, but, uh, you know, certain factors got in the way, like it being one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. So, yeah. I mean, honourable mentions... Uh, quite a few. There's a new film coming out next year by John Carney called Flora and Son. Sorry, this year. I like his... I, I don't really know what it's about, but I've liked his uh, Once, Begin Again and Sing Street. So I assume this is going to be something musical-related. It's got Joseph mm. Gordon-Levitt in it. Always a plus. Fresh from his star-making role as Hourly Dong. Yes. Havoc, directed by Gareth Evans. Should be on Netflix yes. later this year. Yes, that does look good. That does that, that. Yeah, probably going to be kick-ass. Also on Netflix, The Meg 2, The Trench. 
Are you actually looking forward to that? Well, Jason Satan and Giant Shark, this time directed by, directed by Ben Wheatley. Yes, Ben Wheatley does make a difference there. But the Meg was... Oh, I did not enjoy the Meg. It didn't deliver on the States versus Shark. While they did share screen time, and while I think he did punch the Shark at one point, it wasn't as good as it should have been. No, it's very much the snakes on a plane of Jason Statham versus John Shark film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm all for schlocky fun. And if this is more like it, Ben Wheatley is a smart filmmaker. Hmm. So so maybe he can he can uh, turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Renfield, I saw a trailer for that the other day. That looks really fun. That's... That was not on my radar until I saw the trailer. I mean, I'd heard that Nicolas Cage was doing some... Nicolas Cage as, Dr- as Dracula with Nicholas Holt as his long-suffering assistant, Renfield. Yeah. And Aquafina's in it as well. Always a plus. I mm. love Aquafina. It, yeah, it looks like a laugh, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the sort of the gore as well. I'm, I'm sort of... I like those sort of like more R-rated comedies. You know, with 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 nasty things happening, like chopping off the hands with a, a serving tray. It's all in the wrist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, Nicholas Holt is is great. Mm. I've loved him in so many things, and um, I think this is this is good use of your Nick Cage as well. That sort of presence that's over everything and room for one of those performances. But yeah, I think I think it looks like quite a lot of fun. And yes, it wasn't. I. Again, I, I knew it was being made, but having seen the trailer, I'm just kind of like, ooh, that's bumped it up a few notches on the old anticipatometer. I think a better name for it. Excitometer. Oppenheimer looks interesting. Oh, well, it's Nolan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he's going to detonate an actual nuclear bomb. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I mean, I would be, because that <laughs> would obviously have global ramifications, but like... In terms of in terms of him being like a film scientist type guy, mm. uh, yeah. No, I I I think it's uh, I think it's going to be pretty damn special. I I can't see it how it isn't at this point with the, that sort of cast and Nolan behind it and the, the sort of basic story of it anyway and and having you know being more relevant these days. Just yeah, I I think it's going to. Uh, it's going to get people talking at the very least, which you know is always good. Uh, Cocaine Bear looks interesting. I don't see a trailer for that. I have. Is that the sort of film you'd actually go and see in the cinema, though? No, it's the sort of film I'm really, really pleased when it goes onto a streaming service. I have. Okay. But it looks fun. So it's the inspired by a true story of a bear that took a load of cocaine. Yes. Yes. In real life, the bear died, but in this, it goes on a rampage. Yes, real life is often disappointing, isn't it? Well, it's something to tie this over until Paddington 3 comes out. Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, Do you think Paddington's going to be on the Charlie? Well, he's on the Marmalade. Oh, okay. That is potent stuff. Maybe that's why he went to Peru, because he's, like, trafficking. I thought the Barbie trailer looks fun. It does. And the cast I mean, for that's insane as well. Yeah. I mean... I think I think I'm I'm liking the vibe it's going for. That sort of I mean the 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 2001 Space Odyssey sort of parody trailer uh, kind of thing. And Ryan Gosling in as Ken. I mean it's it's, it's kind of 
It's brilliant. And Margot Robbie as Barbie. Yeah, I mean that's that's great casting and 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 everything being sort of like pink and everything. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. I, I Greta Gerwig is a great director as well. Yeah, I hope it's as funny as I think it's going to be. Hmm. Um, I and because uh, uh, it 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 does look like it will be a lot of fun. It doesn't and seem be, to be using know, the Aqua theme song. Oh, I'm sure that will pop up. I've I've no doubt in my mind that that will pop up at some point. That'll be someone's ringtone or something. Or at end credits, maybe they have the tr- sort of trailerized version. Hmm. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I don't know what the is, but you know, they tend to have those noises. I'm done talking about the Barbie movie. <laughs> and then finally, Fast X is out this year, or Fast X Part 1. Ten and a half. Part one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I was disappointed by Fast by Fast and Furious Nine. I was as well. I think I think it's a bit too knowing now. Yes, yeah. And I think that was people's complaint. Yeah. I, again, don't listen to the internet when it comes to film things. We don't count. We're we're actually like humans. You're listening to this via the internet. At some point the internet happened for us to be heard by you but the internet in general they always have terrible terrible ideas for things and, and it's the reason snakes on a plane fucking failed um it's it's the reason why a lot of things happen and i think once you start kind of folding fan things into your movie and you're not careful that whole oh this should go to space now thing yeah it wasn't it wasn't good it's it's, no. it's a shame that they had the sort of good run up until that point and that just happened to be the point that John Cena joined the franchise. And The Rock left. Yeah. Yeah, so... But then Jason Momoa is being added to this one, so is um, Brie Larson. Jason Statham's going back into it. There's a rumour that uh, Gargadot's uh, going to go back into it. So it's going to be like The Expendables? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't a huge fan of The Expendables movies. So... Because it does, it does feel a little bit like that now. I mean, I'm sure it could be. Um, it could be good. Maybe, maybe they realise that they went too far. Maybe just go back to basics with them trying to steal DVD players. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can't can't really. Because if they were stealing like Blu-ray players or like 4K, no one give a shit. <laughs> it's like there's just like great. You can't steal the streaming service. No. And if you can. That's just using someone else's password, not... You can't race around. You need... Yeah, they need something. They need They need to bring it back down to earth. See, that was dangerously close to some shit pun that you find in a film magazine. Have you got any honourable mentions I've not already honourably mentioned? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, John Wick 4. Oh, okay. Obviously, I, you still need to watch the John Wick movies. I do. Of a bitch. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Mm, I like the uh, yellow big road. That apparently drops tonight. Yes, there's been a new poster, yeah. Oh, isn't the new poster cool? It's all right, yeah. Uh, it's definitely the best sort of uh, Marvel poster I've seen for a while. Uh, 65. Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Driver versus Dinos. Could be this year's Stath versus Shark. I'm 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 feeling I think it's it you know it says from the writers of Quiet Place and and it kind of had a bit 
sort of like Tom Cruise and Oblivion type vibes for me. I I want to see it. I, Adam Driver doesn't pick projects at random, so I I think I think that uh, it's going to be interesting at the very least. And I want to see him shoot dinosaurs with space guns. I'm not proud of that part of my brain, but it's there nonetheless. <laughs> I have to acknowledge it. Evil Dead Rise. I saw a trailer for that, and I watched the trailer and thought, I'm, I'm, I don't need to see that film. Yeah. Where, where was the point you drew a line? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It was the scalping. It was the, the, uh, yeah. it's always the, the scalps. mummies with the maggots. It was horrible. Yeah. I, it does look like more of a standard horror movie. I I want to see what makes it so Evil Dead, other than the, the sort of stuff like the Necronomicon and Shadow Chainsaw. Yeah, well, that's that's it. And I, but I'm, they have that one shot, which is clearly the the sort of Ash shot. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there's a little more because I, I think with Evil Dead, or at least that's what made good to me is that it has a sort of vein of black humor through it. It's a bit slapstick sometimes. It it has really really dumb jokes in it. I I think this one is going to be more serious kind of along the lines of the reboot, which I actually enjoyed as well. But because there's there's a bit in uh, Evil Dead 2 where Ash is chained up, chainsawed off his girlfriend's head. And because she's like, she's all deadite possessed and everything. And she's terrifying. And then, then she just, for one moment, like switches back to like normal face no none no kind of zombification no kind of ghoulish grin or anything just normal like pleading for for her safety and everything and that's just to fuck with him and i always thought that was such a such a cruel idea the fact that it could switch back to the quote-unquote normal one at any point just to mess with the person who's having to do the things so it seems like it has a bit of that it had that sort of idea in evil dead rise but I don't know. I mean, is it doing enough to be to justify it going from streaming service to a full theatrical release? I don't know. I'm looking forward to it because New Evil Dead stuff is always good. Is Bruce Campbell but in this one? I don't know. I don't know. Was he in the uh, the other the the fourth one? I don't think so. Because there was no, a series, wasn't there? Where it was... yes, Ash versus the Evil Dead. But um, no, I, maybe he had a cameo. In, in the fourth one, I can't remember now. It was quite a while ago. I, I last saw that. Let's have a quick look. I mean, I imagine if they wanted him there, he would have been there. No, doesn't seem. Doesn't seem like he's uh, he was in it. So, who knows? But. I'm looking forward to it, and I think this will be the first Evil Dead film I've actually seen in the cinema, which is kind of cool. Hmm. It just—I hope it's a good one. Um, the only other one I have is really looking forward to the Marvels. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, really like Captain Marvel. Loved Ms. Marvel. Um, so that coming together. Sign me up. That's pretty much it. That's that's the you know there there are some there's some cool things. I'm I'm sort of kind of looking forward to Blue Beetle 
the uh, DC movie thing that they're doing. Because I've always liked the idea, again, it's sort of Hispanic superhero. They, there aren't too many of those, you know. It, it, it's like diversifying that whole thing again. So that's always good. And And this will be, I think, the first one that's released under the sort of James Gunn Peter Safran kind of era. Shazam is a holdover. I don't know if, if I mean, I imagine most Blue Beetle is done. Yeah, no, I think Blue Beetle's a holdover as well. Okay, well, we'll see. But uh, but that's the thing, it's a fucking crapshoot when it comes to DC. Sometimes they are capable of good things. Mm. But uh, but it, it's just I hope, I hope that starts like paying off at some point, that, that whole kind of when we, we start seeing the, the gun saffron influence. That's it, really. I think that's all, all the things on my list. I mean, there are plenty of, you know, smaller films and whatever that I'm sure I will be excited for when I see the trailer or when I hear stuff about it. But it's just, at the moment, these are the ones, that the trailers are out and they're, they're getting people hyped early and all that stuff. I think the very next one is Ant-Man. So Yeah, February, no, early part of February, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So the six films we're looking forward to the most this year are Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, June 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yep. Cool. Yep. And at the end of the year, we can see how good we found them. I was, I was thinking that. We, we've got this recorded now. So, so this this is this is a matter of record. So we can actually go back and go. Well, what were you yeah. thinking? Yeah, actually, that was that was. Who knew Fast X was going to win an Oscar? Yeah, exactly. Stranger things have happened. It's not a film. No, I'm sure they'll make it a film. I'm sure they'll have a movie at some point of Stranger Things. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, let's end this right now. But I'm hopeful for the new year. And me. We get into it, but I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this filmic year. I think there are going to be some. I think there's a bunch of good films and TV coming, and uh, yeah, I'm really going to make more of an effort to go to the cinema more. I I I I don't know why I don't half the time. I just like oh, I'll just wait for it to hit streaming or whatever, I mean, which is not a bad thing i mean christ if you hadn't seen wakanda forever i mean you only have to wait i know another month i think and it's on disney plus so it's like you know the the, the time between the actual releases and and actual being on streaming and things is getting shorter by the day but mm. it's there's still something to be said for going to the cinema and um yeah yes okay cool that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepodcombucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at podcombucketpod or over on Twitter at podcombucketpd. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Longcat Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks, take care, and see you next episode. Well, he said. <laughs>